Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I am good. This is the new and improved podcast post-vacation. Now with Nook, we are doing great over here. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, our apartment looks like a shithole. So here we are. Yeah. Yep. Stinkle. Oh my God. Actually, Sarah, stinkle. I just got back and you decided to paint the place freaking yellow. Like yes. not just not a pale yellow, but a full on mustard yellow, like, yeah. like yellow mustard, not like your. Yeah. You know. Well, specifically Corey said it is the yellow that they use on uh, streets. Um, yeah, the, the stripes. Yeah. The stripes. It's yeah. Terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. I liked Corey's song. Uh, it was like yellow is my favorite color it makes me like wiggle like jello i don't think that those were the words but <laughs> fair enough um i think our guest i don't know if our guest loves yellow but um well we'll find out returning guest first ever time talking about boy meets world with us but was with us on the harriet the spy <gasps> another a yellow jacket it all connects uh wow. stewart stewart how are you i'm so excited to be here i've like been listening to this podcast for like too long and just like eagerly kind of going oh, i kind of wish they would invite me on i really kind of want to talk about the boy meets world and it's like <laughs> i've been watching it since i was really young and now i'm finally here um and i'm just excited as Corey is coming from corkwell because <laughs> apparently Cork that's world. a place 
I can't wait to talk about Cork World. I truly think, like, these episodes together, uh, Picket Fences and What a Drag, episodes 10 and 11 of the final season, are such an interesting pairing because one is much more serious, much more of the Boy Meets World of old, where there's, like, a moral to the story. Like, but it's an older moral to the story because now Topanga and Corey are married and they're dealing with that type of stuff and their housing situation. And then we have What a Drag, which... I mean, Stuart, it kind of fit. You love Drag Race. So, like, that kind of works. I mean, I kind of went, when we talked about kind of which ones I could jump on for, I saw that and was immediately jumped out of it. And then I kind of went, oh, but the level of drag is very different. <laughs> very <laughs> it's different. not like RuPaul's Drag Race at all. <laughs> you got tricked. Although I will totally. say, I do truly think Eric would love to be on Drag Race. Oh, yeah. He absolutely, like, I was thinking back about the amount of times that we've actually seen Eric in drag throughout this entire, like, show. Mm -hmm. And he lives for it. Walks in heels without any issues. Like, sort of embraces it like you the should. accent. Yeah. Like, everything. Yeah. yeah. Very much like, Sarah, it, a bit of it feels like we've been here, done that with the episode where Sean is in drag. And he has a very similar reaction to eric where like as soon as he gets his ensemble he is like he is his character you know right yeah it reminds so Corey in that episode was kind of the diner maid i don't know yeah waitress rather he was a waitress and a he waitress. was like yeah and <laughs> really accent. got into Tuts. didn't he do the tuts thing yeah exactly really <laughs> got into character and then was jealous of sean at the time for being like the pretty girl um mm. I, I mean we'll get into it but to be honest we're going to think that eric was the pretty girl yeah i don't see how they were like calling jack the pretty one i thought eric was much more believably I'll, feminine well i'll tell you why because it was the 90s and they stand skinny people that's what it was yeah but I think, like, when you when you have curves, girl, like, you're going to be able, you don't need as much not, hip padding. Not Stuart, in the you know? 90s. <laughs> not in the 90s. It's all about the confidence. Eric was absolutely mm -hmm. feeling his oats, whereas Jack was there, like, timid as anything. And, like, what's more attractive? Someone sitting there kind of shaking, going, oh, I don't know what to do. Or someone that just embraces themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's 100% true. So before we hop into these two episodes, Stuart, tell us a little bit about your Boy Meets World history. You obviously, based on your accent, you do not live in the United States. So how were you watching Boy Meets World? Did you watch it like as it aired or was it on reruns there? So I was trying to think back about where I used to watch it because I remember watching it as it was coming out. Like I remember new seasons kind of getting announced and being advertised. I don't know what channel they were on. So I know for mm -hmm. you guys, it was on Disney. Is that right? It was, it, yeah, it was on Disney, but it was also like ABC Family was the Do, main place I watched it. See, I don't think. No, I think it was. Just, oh, yeah. But then like before that, it was just on ABC. ABC was where it originally aired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we didn't have the American channels. We only had kind of like whatever came over on cable. So we had like Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was my jam back in the day. Hence, Harry the Spy. But mm -hmm. then. Obviously, this being like a different kind of property, I didn't know really where it was. And I'm not too sure whether it was just the fact that the UK kind of Nick maybe kind of took everything mm -hmm. and just put it on there. But yeah, I remember watching it kind of episode by episode. And like I was in from season one, I kind of grew up with this show. Mm -hmm. And it was, oh, formative to say uh, a few things. But yeah. Would you consider yourself more of a Corey or more of a Sean? <sighs> Oh, that's a really tough one. I think Corey back in the day, but Sean on reflection. 
Because, like, watching it back and you kind of realise that Corey is just the worst. Especially (laughs) in, like, the later seasons. I I love Corey in these two episodes. I mean, he's kind of a brat with his parents. But, like, very funny. Yeah, very funny. And it's Mm kind of, it's just the same thing. It's kind of like he has the same trajectory that I think Eric's had over the last couple of seasons. Where he becomes the comic relief. And he's like slowly getting more and more absurd, whereas the real heart of the show kind of really stays with Sean, I think, for the most part. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I, I like asking people that. I think it's fun because they, I do think, like you said, like the characters do evolve to where like Corey is always just looking for to, to, to get people to laugh, especially in the later seasons. And Sean used to do that a lot more, but more recently he like almost solely has serious uh, storylines unless he's with Corey in which case he's like tagging along on those silly storylines um but yeah let's let's hop in we start off with a picket fences um where we start off with Sean and Topanga and they're in the apartment they have the place to themselves they've like turned the island around to make it this like really long dining room table it reminds me Sarah of like rich people when they have these massive tables and they sit at either end and you like can't even touch hands right and there's 20 courses in between them with Mm -hmm. giant tall candlesticks of course um I thought that that was very smart of them I like how that they're making it their own um and they're playing house a little bit and they're saying oh you know like such a long day yada 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 something about the kids and they're like life is simpler with the kids turns out the kids is Corey and Topanga who refuse to sleep in their stinkhole apartment yeah and I, I do love the the like physical comedy the visual bit of them in their matching or like jammies Stuart they're like in full on like matching set pajamas I think Corey's is like rodeo themed there's like horses yeah, on it yeah he's got like cowboys on it and stuff <laughs> but what really gets me about this is they come out full PJs as if it's like just waking up in the morning and yet Topanga looks and downs and points at spaghetti yeah <laughs> so either they're waking up real late or Sean and Angela have some really weird breakfast choices <laughs> They're just and they're taking forkfuls of the spaghetti out of the big bowl. <laughs> it's so nasty. Um, and like Sean and Topanga, or excuse me, uh, Sean and Angela are just like, I hate the kids. Like, this is our spaghetti. Uh, we're sick and tired of you. Like, go back to your house, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I I just like to think that they they gave them the rope, right? They're saying, okay, if you really don't want to stay in your apartment, you can stay with us for a few days. And this is probably like two or three days later, and they're sick of Corey and Topanga. And they're just like, get out of here. We mm-hmm. are done with you. And of I mean, course- it could have been one or two hours. I mean, oh, the way, that's they're, it. Act- way they're, yeah. they're acting. That's fair. And I think it's like, it makes sense though, because Sean and Angela, right? Like, so Corey and Topanga are now married. They're doing their married thing. Sean and Angela, they're now living together. So like, they're still in this like honeymoon period of just starting to live together. And like, who wants these like third and fourth wheels of their friends hanging around all the time? You know, like, I think it makes sense. Like, get out of here. Um, so they leave and I just love how like they're like, well, we don't we don't have any other friends. I don't know what we're gonna I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> and I love the show highlighting that because it's like, yeah, you only hang out with these people. Of course you don't have any other friends. Except for his brother, but I don't know. We haven't seen a lot of them together a lot so far. It's been kind of like Jack and Eric do their own thing. 
Yeah. Which is probably for the best. Yeah, like this is the season of musical living situations. It's absolutely bonkers to me that we are 10 episodes in and the living arrangements have shifted like five different times and it's not done yet because we get to this next scene where Rachel and Angela are hanging out and (laughs) without so many words, Rachel's just like, oh my God, Angela, you're so happy. Are you like getting fucked on the regs? Like, (laughs) honestly, they are whispering. I need to know what they're whispering about. They're definitely whispering about the different, like, crazy sex positions they've tried. And, I mean, I don't know that Angela would be telling Rachel, like, all the places across the apartment she's had sex yet. Because, like, Rachel still lives there. But they're definitely – I feel like – I feel like without them saying it, Stuart, Rachel is just like, listen, I hear you guys fucking at all hours of the night. I'm not getting any sleep. Like, I'm just going to move out and let you guys live together. I mean, it's the courteous thing to do. But, I mean, it does come out of the absolute blue. It's like, oh, how convenient. They kind of, like, need their own place, their own space away from things. And Rachel's just like, yeah, I'll leave. But absolutely is probably done with everything. Yeah, Rachel had, like, put her fucking stamp on that apartment. She had, like, written her name on the fucking walls. Because it was like, oh, Jack's going to move out. Oh, Eric's going to move out. Oh, everybody's getting kicked out of this apartment except for Rachel, Sarah. I know. I know. I am shocked that after all this time, she finally let go of the apartment and i think that in in all honesty i kind of feel like what would have made most sense was have the two couples living together Corey and topanga and sean and angela why was not why why was that not the thing especially because they have three bedrooms so theoretically we can have an, yeah. a, a couple to a bedroom and then have like a guest bed or an office i think that that would have made the most or make it ooh, the smallest bedroom could be a closet for the girls that would be even better i think the reason they didn't do that it very much feels like they're like oh well a married couple cannot have roommates like they have to live on their own but i think secretly Topanga was like, I cannot have Sean and Corey living together. It is going to be a nightmare for me. I feel like the girls would not like that because they wouldn't get any time individually with their boyfriends because Sean and Corey would just be hanging out all the time, Stuart. Like they wouldn't be able to be have the couple time. It's also to like add on this extra kind of like kind of change. Like if they go through the whole ceremony of the wedding, they go on honeymoon and then come back and then everything's the exact same. They move back in, they all hang out like as if they're all friends and stuff. It doesn't feel too much different except for the use of the words like husband and wife right like if they get their own space it feels like they're a married couple and it's also like kind of really instilling this old kind of like 90s mentality of like oh you're married you go and get a new place on your own and have to endure alan's trial of absolute poverty that he seems to want to (laughs) bestow upon them yeah yeah definitely I, i agree with you Stuart. like it is like they're really really pushing on them like oh you're married you have to be like adults now um, but yeah, Rachel says she got a new job. Sarah, she is going to be an RA, a resident advisor. That means that her room and board is free. That's all she fucking gets as an RA. I don't know what she's saying. That she has a do you? I don't think you get paid as an RA. I, I don't thought, think so. I thought it was I just it was like just a room and board. I thought free. yeah, I thought that it was just like a way to get a cheaper way to live on campus. Right. Well, whatever. Good for her. Um, I don't know. Did you did you hear that uh, Maitland Ward was talking about how nobody in the entire cast, except for Trina McGee and um, Will Friedle, supported her porn career? She got no support. 
besides from them. I didn't even know she had a porn career. Oh, by the way, Caitlin Ward, a.k.a. Rachel, is a porn star. Notably. Good for her. Yeah. Get and, it, girl. But nobody had supported her. But then, but then on the podcast, Pop Meets World, Topanga, Daniel Fischel, said that she was the only one invited to the wedding. So it doesn't really check out. Hmm. But the article came out last week that nobody supported her. Like, nobody was like, hey, Maitland Ward, like, good job and congrats good job on, on your being in porn, on your porn career. And she was very offended by that. Huh. Yeah. What, what, what say you about that? I mean, do you need someone to reach out to you and be like, hey, I mean, I think job. that's kind of the general consensus, but apparently Maitland Ward felt like she, she probably felt judged honestly she probably felt judged because no one said anything it could have just been that no one yeah. was judging her they just weren't reaching out and being like hey like do you get awards in porn like is there an award ceremony uh, pretty sure there is yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but i don't think that she won anything <laughs> i need to look up what these are called let's see oh jessica <laughs> make sure you're doing your work computer i should probably do incognito yeah, doing it incognito. Now, Stuart, would you if you had a uh, an ex coworker and they got a new job, would you congratulate them on their new porn career? I mean, I'd barely congratulate them on their new job, let alone a new porn job. But, yeah, I mean, like if if it's something that you if you're in regular contact and they like maybe say congratulations on getting this role or something like that, and then you suddenly do porn and then they suddenly drop off the face of the earth, then yeah, I'd probably be offended myself. Yeah, but, I think that that's probably what happened. But I mean, like, you can't really be expecting, like, maybe a Twitter shout out or anything like that, especially considering that most of the cast are, like, really closely associated with Disney still, what with Girl Meets World. That's what Probably I not the right audience for it. See, and, oh, and that was the other part of it. Thank you for reminding me, Stuart. She was very offended that she was the only cast member not invited back onto Girl Meets World. And the thing is, and she said, oh, but it was even before my porn career. But um, Wait, I thought she, she didn't get into porn like directly after Boy Meets World. This is like a recent thing she got into porn. I don't know. I'm just oh. citing what the the article says. I Okay, I got to be transparent. I have not watched Maitland Ward's porn career at yeah. all. At so all. there's um there are some. There are like the X-rated critics organization, Porn Humble Awards, <laughs> Hard yeah. Hard Choice Awards, okay, <laughs> Grabby Awards, Golden Dicky Award Awards, mm-hmm. Gay Erotic Video Awards, AVN Awards. There, you're there's not. A- and was she nominated for any of this? Um, I have no idea. I was just reading out the types of awards there are. Okay, Let you're me really see. doing a. I'm trying to do the research job. live on here. My God, let's see. I mean, let's not discredit someone's performance just because they didn't win an award. Wait, Nominations I guess she did not win an award. She did. What did she win? Um, She won... Oh, God, she's won a lot. Maybe that's why she's really upset. Like okay, she's a legit... Me. Is she like the Pam Anderson of I, like modern really, porn? I don't know. So she won an AVN award. It was <gasps> that's AVN one of them. Award. Yeah. So the things that she won in 2020, Best Supporting Actress, Best Three-Way Sex Scene... Uh, best um, favorite camming cosplayer. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. It's a fan award she won. Be- in 2021, she won best actress and best boy girl sex scene. Wow, so um, she won awards. And then, yeah, she's won a lot, actually. X-Biz, she won awards for, in 2020, best crossover star of the year, um, best actress, best sex scene um in 2021 another best acting a best scene 
she won performer of the year in 2022 um wow. she also won a yeah. night moves award in 2020 an xrco award um so oh my God, yeah did she write a book i'm on her instagram right now I it looks like she is know. like standing in front of a pile of books okay but or is that part of the movie oh maybe it's a pile of movies i don't know what i'm telling you is that Maybe that's what it was. Maybe she won all these awards and she's like, look, I won Performer of the Year and you did not even reach so out to me. It looks like mid-2013 is when she was posting nudes and topless photos of herself. And so then she got a big following. Uh, so then she was uh, body painted for a Luciano Paisani. Okay, can we fast forward until when she became legit? Um, 2019. She signed with an adult talent agency. Um, and then, yeah, it looks like she, like, really, it's really kicked off around 2019. So I, okay. I don't know why I was thinking this was, like, right after Boy Meets World that she did this. But no, this is more recently. Right. Yes. So, um, and no, no love from the Boy Meets World cast members. Another mm. travesty. And you know um, they would if it was the Oscars. They definitely would. They would be all about that. They'd be like, hey, girl, remember the back in the day we were BFFs on Boy Meets World? Can I come to your Oscar? Can I get like a little extra seat? Yes. And <laughs> also, I was not right, correct when I said that um, Ben Savage was trying to be the mayor of West Hollywood. He's just trying to be the like the council member, a council member oh, in West Hollywood. Not, okay, now, I, I do think that that's probably easier to get. So if he doesn't get elected yeah. council member i'm kind of gonna be a little surprised but yeah nonetheless wow, she won speaking of like you were saying awards sarah she won so many awards from 2020 to currently Sis, so like, did i not just list every single award but there, that she there fucking extra won? ones that you didn't even list like there's I, even more okay is there anything anyway, notable like no, it's fine she best, won a lot of awards. like boob shot like anything interesting no, it's okay. just the, well, the normal stuff. Her Instagram is like sexified. Okay. She did write a book. It's called Rated X. Great. All right. Um, Add it to your launch. Christmas list. Wow. Anyway, um, <laughs> you spent so much time on that. Uh, well, I'm surprised you didn't know about this. I, I mean, I don't like follow her on Instagram. I didn't well, know she was a porn well, star. Problem. How many other people do you follow on Instagram from this show? Do you follow Corey Matthews? Probably follow Topanga. I'm told you this before. Lord. I literally only follow people on Instagram if I like already know them. Oh, okay. Well, do you like their dog? <laughs> Um, yeah, he's a big St. Bernard. This is a ridiculous, um, this is a ridiculous first pet to get Stuart is this giant St. Bernard. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I live for it. Like it's just walked in and I was just like, I instantly want to hug it. Oh it's yeah. It's so big and floofy. It's adorable. Um, we didn't get the dog's name, which is really upsetting because I wanted to know that it's name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is like, look, we got our goddess a baby. Um, and uh, and so yeah, then we get Eric and Jack like see this girl and they're like, oh my God, she's so pretty. And this is going to be our other storyline, Sarah, where she's a total bitch. Like yeah. she is the HBIC. She is blonde. She's in charge. She is their boss. Her name is Bridget Murphy. And her, uh, yeah, her dad is the chancellor of the university. Yeah. She scares the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like she just looks like an evil demon and of course eric is like just slobbering over her and she tells 
um, Jack that he is no longer the manager of this bookstore, this college bookstore union or whatever yeah yeah. she's taken over and she calls herself like a nepotism baby and eric doesn't know what that means but we do because we love that word (laughs) one of my favorite little moments of this scene is when she's just like oh the chancellor of the university i like to call him daddy and eric goes i like to call him daddy too It's like in a modern day setting that reads so differently. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they're both like, well, mainly, mainly Eric. He's drooling all over her. Uh, and she she is mean to her. She's just like, I own you. It's it's horrendous. But like the way Eric completely fawns over her is just like, just plays into his like role in this show at the moment, which is, I think, pretty much playing to the fourth wall and that kind of like audience is like through the camera, just mm-hmm. trying to make anyone laugh. Because he, he emerges back with the plunger in his head. He goes, look, I'm a Teletubby. And he just stares for the longest time directly into the camera. I was just <laughs> on the floor laughing. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. He, she tells him to go clean the clean the toilets. Uh, and she's like to Jack, she's like, this must be so embarrassing for you. Um, and he's like trying to act like he's not attracted to her. It's like this whole thing. Um, again, we get like Jack is has replaced Eric. He has supplanted Eric as the heartthrob of the show. And he does this thing where he like, I don't know, Sarah, he like tucks his shirt like yeah. behind himself and he like puts yeah. his hand on his hip. He does like um, a model pose yeah. in the middle of nowhere and just like flexes. Yeah. It's not doing anything for me. I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Meanwhile, Eric comes out and uh I what, why is he he says, I'm a Teletubby, and then he says, not the purple one. What's the wrong with the purple one? The purple one, I don't know if you remember this back oh, in the was day. The purple one like a little rapey. Um the <laughs> the purple one. The purple one back in the day when everyone watched uh Teletubbies. And again, this is so totally not like cool modern day stuff, right? We're in 2022, but like they, that was like the quote unquote like gay Teletubby was the purple one. <laughs> like no one liked the why? purple one. It was the effeminate one because it was the only one that had a purse, and everyone was like, it "Oh, purse? it must be gay." I didn't know that. And then everyone was just like, "Teletubbies have sexes." <laughs> <laughs> Teletubbies. No, you know what the true villain of the Teletubbies was? That the fucking sun baby. baby son. Yeah, that thing was creepy as fuck. You didn't like it? No. So creepy. It was so creepy. It just giggled and was weird. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole show is weird. I don't know how that even happened. Look, if you're giving me a free purse, then I'm going to wear the free purse. <laughs> Sarah's like, sign me up to be the purple Teletubby. I can't. Is it Tinky Winky? Is that the purple one? I don't one? fucking know. How do you Winky, even know yeah. their yeah. names? Let's see. It was Tinky Winky. Lala was what? The yellow one? Yellow one. Yeah. Uh, something, something and Poe. And Poe was red, I think. How do you not know the iconic Dink, song? Dinky, Dinky Winky? No. This was, I swear to God, this was number one in the UK. Uh, really? Tinky, Tinky Winky. Winky. Dipsy. Lala. Lala Dipsy. Poe. Because Poe <laughs> <laughs> po didn't have like a double name. Poe was just Poe. <laughs> I don't understand. Sarah didn't get it. Sarah, it's fine. It's am, fine. am I too old for this? Um, I don't know. Stuart's looking at you like he's probably your age. So <laughs> I'm the oldest. <laughs> I, I wasn't getting down with Teletubbies. I was too but... old for Teletubbies, but I still like it was in the lexicon. Like I yeah. knew about it. It was pop culture, you know. I mean, like I was 
doing other stuff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you missed but, out. Yeah. I mean, um, no. And their bellies were like televisions. It was really weird. Why? Who the fuck knows, Sarah? It was a weird, it was a cracked out show. Am I just asking too many questions? Yeah, you can't, there's no logic behind Teletubbies. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good for them. Um, I hope that the purse lives on. (laughs) (laughs) What happens if it was Chanel? What? What happens if the purse was Chanel? There's no fucking way it was Chanel. It was probably just a purple purse. Well, I don't know. I'm looking this up. Tinky if it was Chanel, then I would... seriously think that Tinky Winky was rocking around with a Chanel purse? Oh, no. Tinky Winky had a, a red purse. Uh, ew. It was bright red. <laughs> like fire engine red. Well, um, there you go. Then I think that Tinky Winky has other problems, like not being a fashion icon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Corey and Topanga are in uh, Behold Our Future. This apparently it's a house to me. It looked like a condo, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and Topanga's upset. She's like, why would you take me to this house that we could never afford? And he's like, if you we could afford it, would you like it? And he points out a, a quote unquote nook. Now, here's the thing, Stuart. Literally just looks like a tiny spot in the wall that goes in where a bookshelf is. Like you can't even fit a chair in that nook. I don't understand the obsession with the nook. What's going to go in it? How's it going to improve your lives? Really? Are you going to use it that often? These are the practicalities that Corey just doesn't think about and why Corey is an idiot. Okay, book nooks sound great. Like, I am very much, like, an advocate of having a little space. But I don't know. I thought it was the draw was the built-in. But that's not a nook. You could have built-ins without it being a nook. This has, like, literally... I would say three or four feet of space and you can maybe put a chair in there and it has like not even bookshelves. It has like this weird shelf in there. Again, it doesn't make any sense. I feel like the fireplace would be a bigger draw. There's literally a fireplace in your house and you're talking about this fucking nook. Like what are you doing? Can you tell me why there's just random tile right in the living room? What is that supposed to be? I think, oh yeah, that's just trash. I don't understand this floor plan at all. Because you you use the tile for the kitchen, but obviously that's not the kitchen. No, that's definitely not the kitchen. Um, we meet this absolute insane real estate agent who is wearing the brightest pink pantsuit. She has a fucking scarf around her neck. She has sunglasses on her head. She slides down the banister and goes, hello! like mrs doubtfire style the fuck is going on such a great entrance do you know who the uh the actress is i have no idea am i supposed uh, to know who this is joanne worley who's the voice of the wardrobe in beauty and the beast and oh. i was like instantly i was like that voice is really familiar and then i went onto her imdb and it's oh pretty much it, like all the different features of like wardrobe 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 for all the different variances of like beauty really? and the beast 2 and the game and the things like that that this makes more sense brilliant. now. Yeah, like, I do surely feel like at this point, Stuart, like, in the show, they're like, we can't have a normal person. If we're going to have a guest, like, character in any sense, they have to be completely insane. Well, yeah, Especially of course. To, like, to draw in Corey. Because, you know, that Corey is, like, attracted to those yeah. kind of personalities. Like, he's been brought up with Eric, and he's going to seek them out. Yeah, yeah. So it's Edith Stevens. Uh, she says, how do you like this breathtaking starter cottage with Nook? 
Um, and <laughs> Topanga's upset. She says she's going to report her to the Better Business Bureau because her husband is a dope. <laughs> <laughs> she says what after she says after three minutes of talking to him what led you to believe we could afford this house <laughs> he can be- barely afford a sandwich yeah oh my gosh well and, uh, i mean this no. is her mo she targets these like young vulnerable uneducated on housing young adults and yeah. gets them to sign their life away and that's who she targets i mean Topanga's kind of on the right path to say, I'm going to report you to the the Better Business yeah. Bureau because she's targeting a very specific person, and that's young idiots. Right, because anybody who doesn't know, a realtor makes money off of, like, the... Commission. The, makes commission, yeah. yeah. Uh, however, usually, like, a realtor makes money on the person who is selling their house, not the buyer of the house right so like i purchased a house i didn't pay the realtor any money it was the seller who had the realtor and they paid like 10 percent, whatever percent of the cost of the house but totally makes sense that she's targeting these young couples because it doesn't matter if they fail to pay their mortgage a few months from now she got that check honey she doesn't need to worry about it on to the next so it definitely she feels like uh the the realtor version of a um, a used car salesperson, Stuart. <laughs> 100%. Like, she's giving off real dodgy vibes. And then even when they protest and she's like, oh, no, you're thinking I can't afford it. Yes, you can. <laughs> like, absolutely, like, bonkers. But she's what I couldn't great. get over was the value of this house. Yeah. Yeah, she was... all she's like, all you need is we need your signatures, and then we need your parents' signatures, and then you'll have your very own dream home with Nook. <laughs> Again, Nook. the Nook. Yeah, but Stewart's right on track because this house was eighty thousand freaking dollars. Yeah, in yeah. nineteen ninety nine or yeah. nineteen ninety eight, which I I mean, just to do the the math, doing it right now. Yeah, uh, but still, so I feel like eighty thousand dollars is much. nothing. No, one hundred thirty six thousand. But hmm. like the cost of housing has uh, double inflation, it really isn't a way to get the right price. But either way, um, most I was talking to Sarah about this today. Like I don't know if they had first time home um like loans back in the day. Usually you could get your down payment to five percent if you do like a conventional loan. It's more like ten percent. Corey and Topanga would never qualify for a loan. This is why they would need her his parents to co-sign. One, they have no credit history. They are college students who probably don't have credit cards. Uh, two, they don't have jobs, which is what you fucking need to buy a house. No jobs. <laughs> none at all. And three, they're very, very young, which means that like they're going to be penalized on their rate, which means their mortgage rate is going to be super high as compared to someone who maybe is older, has a really good job, a low debt to income ratio. Like there's 0% chance they'd ever be able to get a house on their own. This is why this lady, Stuart, is trying to get them to get his parents involved to co-sign on this loan. Trying to get the two guarantors and then especially like putting up their house as leverage is just like, oh, that's that's really going to go down well. But I just don't understand how anyone is engaging with a young couple for one thing. And is their first question is, so you have a job? And then Corey's answer is like, he's either lied or she hasn't asked. In which case, red flags left and right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It really is. And I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that like, Corey might be dumb enough to go down this path, but not Topanga. But furthermore, 
Topanga's dad is apparently rich, rich. So why are we not like going after Topanga's dad's house? Well, actually, he lives in an apartment right now, but still. Maybe the divorce settlement is still happening, right? Oh, and they're still no. figuring that yeah, out. Yeah, they're losing all their fucking money. And that's where that's going. Exactly. Um, and so, like, they don't understand. And the thing is, is we, we like, Topanga used to be so smart. Like, do you remember that? You remember the times when Topanga was smart? Yeah. Um, that all flew out the window because they go in and they're like, we have a great idea. And they're telling Amy and Alan this story. Um, and I <laughs> I like I like when uh when Alan is just like what's what is this and Amy says I don't like when you call him an idiot Alan and he's like I didn't call him anything she's like oh it must have just been in my head <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're like we're not gonna do this like this is ridiculous like you can't buy a house you don't have a job like I don't understand how any how Corey and Topanga have any right to get upset about this they don't even have freaking jobs this is ridiculous well they don't even have like exactly so where are they getting even a mortgage payment at all it's it's a there's very very bad plan that's what it is they're skipping steps they're like they're going from a a dorm to they want to buy a house and they haven't they're like in their what second year of college second semester of college like Mm -hmm. they're barely even starting their lives you're skipping a ton of steps like obviously today's uh world is totally different Stuart. like most people our age are either never going to buy homes or it's going to take for someone to be like in their 40s to afford a home um but back in the day it was a little bit easier but even then like you're gonna have to put up with apartment dwelling for a little bit until you can freaking make a down get a down payment together save up for it i mean there are times in this episode where i'm there on like alan's side fully and i'm just like yeah he's gotta learn his lesson and stuff like that and there are other times where i'm like oh but just give him a little bit of help and like kind of like show them the ropes kind of things but in this instance i was fully like Corey, you're an idiot like making guarantees oh we're gonna pay it how you have no income and your first payment is gonna come that month like yeah. you're not even gonna get paid quick enough to be able to like pay the first payment in which case you're going to lose the house completely also you have multiple sources of potential dwellings like you've just been staying with your friends you've also got college um accommodation that seems to be free as well like i'm assuming that alan and amy are helping out towards this because i don't suppose Corey's really got savings and yet you're already complaining about that and wanting a house the entitlement is like through the roof yeah it's yeah they get like both Corey and Topanga get really upset they're like I don't understand why you're doing this to us why do you want us to live like this I do think like there is a moment here where Alan can say like you know maybe you could fix a couple things like I do think there is like a way to give advice without completely just being like figure it out and like mm-hmm. shrugging your shoulders right Sarah like I feel like there's I feel like we discussed this last episode yeah where like you took a bit of a harder stance on like they need to do it on their own and me and I should say this coming from someone who my dad is a contractor if I have issues with my house I he is my first call always like hey this thing is making a weird noise do you have any idea what that might be my dad has literally never just said figure it out you know he's always oh maybe it could be this maybe it could be that he's helped me time and time again not everybody's parent can do that right either with their own skills or like maybe they're not willing to do it but we've seen alan fix a sink i'm just saying like he could offer advice instead of just completely saying absolutely not 
He could, however, look how happy Corey and Topanga were by the end of the episode. And it's because ultimately they figured it out on their own. So I think that the lesson still stands. It's tough love. It's really, really tough love. Yes, he physically could go over there and fix the sink. But I think that it means more to Corey and Topanga that they figure it out on their own and they did figure it out on their own and they didn't have to get Alan. And in the next episode, they redesigned the apartment. Like at this point in time, the two of them are just moping. They haven't even tried. And then in the next scene or the scene after where Sean says, you need to take pride in your home and you're not even trying. I think that once again, it's like, if they like tried and tried and tried and are not getting anywhere, sure. But they haven't even made an effort at this point yeah. to try yeah. to take pride in their home, to try to fix shit. They just want everybody to fix it for them. And maybe if Alan saw that Corey and Topanga were actually trying to do something for themselves, maybe he would give in. But it's the fact of the matter that they are just looking for the handout before they even try on their own. I think that's where Amy and Alan are like, yeah, you gotta like figure it out. Yeah, that's all very fair. And like, I have so many thoughts on this sink situation later that we will get into. But I do think that's very fair to say. Like, it's really frustrating watching Sean and Angela come over and them just be like, and them being like, yeah, you know, it's a little rough. And Corey and Topanga just wallowing. That's all they're doing is sitting in this place, basically crossing their arms, refusing to make it any better than how it already they is. They even picked up a fucking sponge and bleach and tried to clean it. They have done nothing yeah. to make their living situations better. And that's why mm -hmm. I don't feel bad for them that they're not getting help. Because they're not trying at all. And, by the way, they kind of have their own fucking built-in bookshelf nook. And take part in that nook. Did you see that thing? I see a bookshelf. Yeah, it's a nook. I, cl okay. I classify it as a if nook. If you call it a nook, it's a nook, apparently. Well, Stuart, I feel like Sean built really in. does play the role of, like, what we thought Alan would be doing. And I do kind of like that they have him in this role. Because he's been in, like, shitty situations. He's lived in shitty places. And he's made the best of them. So I do kind of like that they give this to him. Uh, like have his character be the one saying these things. I kind of would have liked it though. If Corey had given like his friends that he's known since like childhood. A bit of kind of credit for like pointing out his own privilege. Because Sean's that guy. Look you should appreciate this. Like you've got everything that I would want if I was in this situation. Of course Sean's actually living the high life at the moment elsewhere. But like. If he were in Corey's situation, he would see the bright side. He would see what they've got, which is a serviceable apartment that needs a few kind of like sort of fixings. And as Sarah's pointed out, a ton of bleach. But like there is something there to kind of be um, improved upon. And yet Corey is just there calling his dad a cheapskate for one thing, which I thought was absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, cheapskate for not giving his son $80,000. But like, <laughs> Sean yeah. is pointing this out to Corey, and yet Corey is still throwing it back in his face like a spoiled little child. And it's just mm -hmm. absolutely reeking of middle class entitlement of like kids who have been brought up to think, like, sort of, this is what I deserve because I'm married. And it's just like, oh, it yeah. doesn't come with like all the stuff with it. Yeah. It does require work and it does require effort. 
I guarantee you if Sean and Angela moved into this apartment, then Sean would do everything in his power to make it a good home for Angela from that second forward. And it's, it's, it is the fact that Corey and Topanga grew up with a stable roof over their head and for the most part, two parents and got everything that they ever needed, food, water, clothes everything that they are digging their feet in deep like sean can see that like you know there's times where he didn't even have a roof over his head you know Mm -hmm. so i think that sean can can be a little bit more creative in this situation and he's like i i love what he said like take pride in yourself and take pride in this place and like actually give it a go yeah yeah i think it's really it's really annoying that Corey doesn't listen to Sean here more. He's been best friends with Sean forever. He knows what Sean has been through. He knows the living situations Sean has been in. And so for him to like throw this in his face where he's basically just like, you live with your girlfriend in an apartment you lucked into and you're not even married. It's like, how dare you throw that into Sean's face? He, he decided not to get married young. That's not his fault. You're the one who chose to get married. Like this, none of this is Sean's fault. And so for you to basically say like, you don't deserve the living arrangements you have now, it's really unfair of Corey. And I feel like we see this a lot with him where he takes advantage of him and Sean's relationship and he feels like he could say anything and like Sean's just going to have to like live with it. Um, uh, And Sean really thinks he's like, "I, I don't, I don't know why, like, we have the situation we're in and, and him and Angela leave and you really can't blame them. Like I wouldn't want to be hanging around with those two either because they're just miserable right now. And if they even like spent one second, like you said, cleaning the place up working instead of just like, again, Topanga's just lounging on the couch. Corey's just sitting in a chair. You have the time clean it up a little bit. You know, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be this amazing apartment, but you have the ability to improve it at least a little bit. So yeah, it's really annoying seeing this entitlement from Corey and Topanga here. And they still have the ex-tenants like Popeye's box on the top. <laughs> they literally yeah, they have the old trash from somebody else still there. They haven't even picked anything up. Now, I, I do think that perhaps the school should have responsibility of getting a cleaner in between uh, tenants but whatever I, I guess I guess not in the married dorms that's not what they do yeah um we get back to this Eric and Jack storyline it, it's honestly so stupid it's like it's like uh Eric is obsessed with her tushy uh, the tushy controls you they love the word tushy yeah. in this show were they not allowed to say butt or something like what's the deal with that is Corey loves to say tushy too it's really weird I feel like yeah, I'm it- watching like a kindergartner show yeah like Barney, like Barney. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, and so Jack is trying to coach him. He's just like, "You have to say, I'll get to it when I'm, I'll get to it when I'm good and ready." So shut your cake hole, Irene. <laughs> I don't know why that kills me so much, but I, I, I remembered that line for whatever reason. Shut your cake hole, Irene. Yeah, um, but her name is Bridget. Her name is Bridget. Uh, so confusing. Why would you call her Irene? Eric wrote her a poem on the biggest piece of paper ever uh bridget you make me fidget that's all he got that's all as far as he got (laughs) so stupid so bridget comes up and she gives them orders and of course jack says i'll get to it when i'm good and ready so shut your cake hole irene and she turns to eric 
and uh <laughs> just says cake hole <laughs> yeah and then she says uh you know some something that Maitland ward probably has said a couple of times suck my third toe All right. Well, moving forward. <laughs> oh no. This is so gross. This is a place of uh, this is a business. This is a business. She's yeah. first of all, she's sitting on the counter, which is also gross. Right. But you can't have people licking toes in public. Yeah. In your establishment. Grim. <laughs> it's just grim. Yeah. It's it's just awful. Like and like Eric is just down straight away. Yeah. Like no questions asked, just gets down to it, and then off camera. And I think the fact that it's off camera makes it even worse. Yeah, because you're like, what is he doing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. You just have an imagination about it. Like Corey says, you have to have an imagination. No, or you just need to blank out. <laughs> and Jack gets fired. Uh, but Eric says he's in a brand new healthy relationship. So yeah. good for him. I think we just found out that Eric likes to be dominated. Um, good, so for him him. Yeah. good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're back to Corey and Topanga. Topanga's laying on the truly good, gross looking couch. But that's um, not even their couch. They just like that's couch. like the furniture they moved in with. It's so freaking yeah. gross. Probably dust bunnies in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically Corey is raging out. He's just like, you know, Sean doesn't have any idea. And Topanga is like, hey, like, you know, maybe, maybe we should just like fix it up. And he kind of fights back a little bit. Um, and they talk about the nook and Domingo just kind of throws some reality. She's just like, we're not going to get the house and we're not going to get the nook. It is what it is. Like, let's just try to, we live here now. Like, let's try to make it the best. And then Corey gets yeah. a little bit of inspiration. Yeah. He says, what if I fix the sink? And she's like, yeah. do you know how to fix the sink? He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I um, actually really like the interactions between Corey and Topanga this point forward. Like, mm -hmm. I thought that they actually seemed like a real couple that They're actually team. loved each other and were a team. Thought it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, Stuart, I agree with this. Like, she's like, what if I helped you? Corey gets underneath the sink. Barely any time to do anything. He's just laying under there. <laughs> She turns the water on and he gets up a sludge on his face. <laughs> Which means it's always been leaking this entire time. And I think you may have got to yeah. the crux of the problem here, guys. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm so sorry. But I do I do love this part because they're back to being like the silly couple that we love. Yeah. Where he's like, you gotta hug me. And she says, get away, Swamp Thing. And he goes, Swamp Thing wants the booty. <laughs> <laughs> this was so cute. I really liked this. Yeah. And actually, props for Corey to know that he says that he doesn't know how to fix the sink. But he knows that you can't turn the sink on if you're under it. That's that very good. Yeah, that was good. So um, then they they are starting to get a little frisky, but then there's a knock on the well, door. You gotta say the line. I'm taking you back to the swamp to do things. Things. <laughs> no, I like it. Things. This is how they got around like being too sexy for like a kids show. Yeah. But it makes it worse because he goes things. <laughs> so you just have to imagine what those things are. All have sorts to do with of Topanga's third toe. We don't well, know. <laughs> well, we 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 learn from this interaction with their neighbor what the end of the swamp thing game in, uh, consists of. So I love, I love how we're just going hello, pointing at the baby. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and they're like, and Corey, just, again, Ben Savage is a comedic genius. He just goes, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this so neighbor, fun. if this neighbor came around to my house, I would just be locking my doors. Like, stop coming in with your screamy baby. Yeah, I didn't birth this baby. Go find a babysitter. She is making this baby my problem. <laughs> This is your problem. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> she's just like, she's just like, oh, can you? Uh, Topanga automatically offers. She's like, oh, I can watch if you want to go see a movie. And she's like, can I just sleep instead? Yeah, which fair. Um, and he, I think it's Corey goes like, sleep as long as you need, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Corey was great. See, Such a, he was so funny. I like from that point forward. I really, I really liked him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they watch the baby, and then Corey fixes the sink. This is bullshit. First of all, I'm gonna, I, I can't, I cannot. I have had too many homeowner issues to uh, uh, approve of this scene. He goes under the sink for two fucking seconds. Doesn't even have a fucking wrench. No, I'd tools. like to know what he did. Yeah, that what did he do? Magic, magically, it's fixed. There's no way. This is ridiculous. Well, you have to. We have to diagnose what's wrong with the sink in the first place, Stuart. As the sink specialist here, what was wrong with the sink? I mean, as, as Sean's already points out in this episode, it was a rusty pipe. It was so a rusty pipe. Of course, pipe. Corey must have like gone under there, replaced the pipe, changed the fixings. <laughs> Rescrewed it all in yeah. with his bare hands exactly in the space of one second. And yeah. so it takes more time than like because they turn it on and it's like it magically goes from brown to clear like almost instantly. Yeah. Well, that was very satisfying, Jessica. We can't, we can't have a two-minute scene. I just watching such trash. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. You know how many issues I've had with my pipes over the years? Like, this Lots is so annoying. I have had situations, any any older home, which again, this probably is an older apartment. And if you have pipes that are not PVC pipes, if you have like copper pipes, like the right, the metal pipes, you get buildup, especially if you have a lot of like sediment, a lot of minerals in your water, which we do, you have to snake them, which that means putting this wire device in through the pipe to clear a blockage. And then you know what happens? What? That stanky black water comes flying out at warp ass speed. But and no, you know already gone Corey's face. Yeah, except you know what? I got it all over my entire body. So I don't feel bad yeah. for him at all. Especially because he did this in two fucking seconds and he was done <laughs> and he got to play his fucking swamp thing. <laughs> well, I was happy for them. I thought it was very satisfying seeing the, wa- uh, the water go from brown to clear very quickly and the baby was asleep and they were so happy and it made me happy. It was the line in which she just goes, yeah, she's comfortable here. And then it kind of like sets into them that like, yeah, we could probably make this into a home. And it's a nice kind of moment. It's really nice, Jessica. Can we just forget the logistics of As a homeowner, this offended me deeply. It really did. Because nothing is this easy. I mean, even if he had a wrench, I probably would be okay with it. But without even a fucking single tool, he fixes this shit. Like... He's not even, he's a fucking plumber. He knows nothing about this. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to, like, 
okay, let's go take the bus to the local Home Depot. Let's go shopping for the appropriate tools. Let's go get the pipes. Let's take the bus back from the Home Depot. Let's fix the sink. Like, this is a 22-minute show, Jessica. Like, we don't have time for this shit. We need to fix the the the, the sink. It's already been broken for two episodes. We don't have time for this. I think they could have done it where, like, the beginning of the episode, he's, like, working on it, and then he fixes it by the end of the episode. Like, I'm not saying we have to watch him fix it the entire time. I'm saying one scene he's starting to work on it and then a later scene he fixes it it can't be like it's so yeah. simple it's so simple it's too I'm simple i'm just gonna this is what i'm gonna do i'm going to take this episode i'm going to bring it into um final cut pro i'm going to splice in an episode of this old house <laughs> where they fix this thing and then send it back to you and then you'll be very satisfied I'm just still annoyed about it. I know. I know. It's okay, Jessica. You know who's not annoyed? Stupid. Sean, Sean and Angela, who are now, they, they're too good to sleep on their leather sofa. They're like, who lays on the floor when you have a perfectly nice sofa that you're resting your fucking head against? Well, they are relaxing, and Sean's basically saying, I want to give you the world. I want to give you a stink hole. Maybe not right now, but eventually. Isn't that nice, Stuart? I mean, he's jealous of their stink hole. (laughs) She summed it up so perfectly. A lot of people are jealous of Maitland Ward's stink hole. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to see myself out. It's, I mean, it's Sean and his, like, sort of how good he is. And, like, he's just there and he's, like, thinking about what Corey said. And he's, like, actually taking in what his best friend actually says and is really thinking about it. It's going, yeah, I don't deserve this. And it's like, sure, no. You've been through like a really tough life. Like, embrace the really nice thing while you have it mm-hmm. and really enjoy it. And then Angela kind of reminds him of that, which I think is really kind of nice. She doesn't just go, yeah, let's just suck it all in and stuff like that. Let's enjoy it while we kind of can. And then, yeah, it's a sweet moment between the two of them. Yeah, I love her. We'll have a stink hole just like Corey and Topanga. <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? I mean, I get it, right? Like, it, it brings people together. Like, having hardship it it sometimes like causes strife but it also brings people really close together yeah so i I kind of understand like why he's a little bit jealous because they have it so easy and sometimes it it really does like bond you um kind of having to work through some really rough times um but my (laughs) the next scene is the logistics of the next scene really cracked me up because Corey and topanga show up um at uh his parents house and he has the glass of water and he's just like He's just like, drink this, you no signing, no money giving us, no letting us stay in your house, little wisp of a man. Drink it. And he's like, is it poison? And the fact that they, like, I don't know, took a bus, drove with just this glass of water all the way to his parents' house. Just walked the whole way, just stomped (laughs) down with a glass of water. It's so funny. And I, I love I love Alan here. Alan is really funny in this episode where he's like, uh, you fixed pipes? He fixed pipes, dear. And then Topeka, well, I was playing with the baby. They had a baby, dear. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's just like, and here's the thing. Corey says, I was going to come over and help Abby ask you to help me fix the pipes, but I didn't. And you know why? I didn't think you'd help me. He's like, would you have helped me? And Alan says, no. And he's like, well, I knew it. I, we fixed the pipes ourselves. How do you feel about that? And Alan says he's proud, very proud. Uh, and Corey basically throws it in his face. He's like, we're going to paint. We're going to put up a bookshelf. And when we can afford it, we're going to buy that house with a nook. Uh, and Alan is just like, well, you finally figured it out. Welcome to being an adult. And 
I just like, he's like, you know, he talks about how, because we know Alan and Amy got married young and they didn't have a lot. And he's like, we didn't have anything. Nobody would help us. And we did fine. We didn't know it then, but it was the sweetest time of our lives. We bonded together forever. We fell completely in love because we knew we made a life for, life for ourselves with nobody's help but our own. And I would never take that away from you. Here's the thing. Here's the like teeny tiny thing. I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a parent. Um, But I feel like a lot of times like parents want their kids to have better lives than like what they had, right? Like that's the goal. And I feel like if you can help your son fix a sink in his first apartment, why wouldn't you help him? It feels like that could be the bonding moment, right? Maybe Amy and Topanga are bleaching the stove or the fridge and Alan and, and Corey are fixing the sink. Like, I don't understand why this is such a big thing. I think it comes from this whole mentality of like, I've suffered, therefore the kids have to suffer. And I think while Amy and Alan are certainly coming from a place that I think is quite honest, like they they want to share what they bonded over, which was their hardships in the previous life. What Amy and Alan also don't quite realise is the economy has changed quite a bit. Buying a house is somewhat harder than what it was when they were young. And if this was applicable now, nigh on impossible. So, like, I don't think they quite grasp that the level of hardship has snowballed, uh, particularly as it goes along. And I think that, like, there are ways in which you can instill that whole thing of, like, okay, you're going to have hard times, you're going to bond over them and stuff like that. You can kind of, not engineer it, but you can kind of point out or at least not help them to a degree where they're going to have those moments. But you can do so with a bit of a guiding hand that's going to help them as well. You can say mm. to them, okay, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to fix your sink for you, but the tools are in the, the shed. Go yes. and get them. This is the problem. It feels like the boomers were like, these, these Gen Xers need to learn all on their own. And so then so the, the Gen Xers were like, yeah, fuck it. These millennials don't know what the fuck is up. They got to learn how to do shit on their own. And the millennials are like, I'm just going to fucking YouTube this shit because my parents suck. Like, it, that's truly what it feels like. It's like, why are you making your like, their lives harder? Like you said, offer them tools. Offer them like, hey, have you tried this? Like, I just don't think it has to be that much of a life lesson to fix a fucking sink. No, Sarah's going to disagree with me. Uh, I mean, I've given my stance about it in the last two episodes. Give it a go on your own. If you can't figure it out, then accept the help. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can see both sides. I, I don't know if I was a parent, then I wouldn't, you know, rush to help my child. But I understand the lesson that Amy and Alan are giving. And um, I'm also the type of person that is very... Of, like I don't ask my mom or my parents that much of help I do try to keep it on my own and I think that that's um, kind of just like what I do but I mean my family listens to this podcast sometimes and maybe they'll disagree so whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to the final scene where we have this conversation between Rachel and Angela it turns out more musical housemates uh, Sean, Jack, and Eric are going to take over the apartment as they once did back to this. And so then Angela is left homeless and I'd be so pissed if I was fucking Rachel. I'm like, I just got this gig as an RA. I get a room all to myself and I got to fucking bring you in to my fucking room again. What the fuck? Well, she seems pretty happy. Maybe she's faking it. 
maybe probably she did win awards uh yes yeah, she did uh did you like angela's hair this episode just she changed it again i thought it looked great um i liked it in the first scene where they were in like the student union yeah. um this scene not as much um it's still cute i like the darker red for sure mm, yeah um and then our end cap scene is um the dog is still there the saint bernard is Adorable. still there is laying on Eric and Eric is dreaming that he's like making out Bridget, but it's really just the dog. I would love to take a nap with this adorable dog. Well, what do you want to name the dog? It doesn't have a name. Mm. I'm assuming it reminds- it's a boy. Why not? All dogs why. are boys, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg. All dogs are boys and all cats are girls. Uh Greg. Yeah. Who names a dog Greg? I don't know. Seems like a good name for him. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. All right. Well, fine. Maybe name- his name is like Bonkers. He looks like a Bonkers. Fuck no. I'm not going to name my dog Bonkers. Fuck that. Let Stuart name the dog. Stuart, what are you going to name the I dog? I mean, I'm leaning more with Greg than I am Bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. But that's only because he's really large and cuddly. So I'm just thinking of a Greg from Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yes, Greg from Taskmaster, notoriously cuddly. <laughs> yeah, that's his full name, Greg from Taskmaster. Oh, I mean, yeah. Just call him Greg for short. All yeah. right, so that's pick offenses. Love the episode. I really did, actually. I, I think this like- is a a one of like a trio of great episodes, right? Like the last two, and then this one were really, really good. And I had this like kind mm-hmm. of mini arc of like Corey yes. and Topanga. Um, getting getting their bearings after getting married um this episode does follow that right where we have like the redecorating phase um but it's definitely more played for like it's a ridiculous episode Stuart. it's absolutely preposterous it's a bit of a crazy one i'm gonna say like after going back to like the old kind of like moral stories that you used to get for like each of the episodes and they're kind of being a real lesson to learn this is just back to the shenanigans Lots yeah. of shenanigans. Yeah. So let's uh take a break, hear from our ad friends, and get into what a drag. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. What a drag. We start off <laughs> uh, in the student union. We have Jack and Eric. Uh, Jack is just standing around. Eric's working on the cash register. And this like intruders, gang of intruders comes in with crazy Luther. And they're all wearing, they look so just like tropey. They're all wearing black with like these leather jackets. Um, and they're like, apparently they're going to have this big, party it's going to be an illegal party um and it's this floating rave that the school has been trying to bust (laughs) like like, should we call the cops and jack's just like that's crazy uh luther montaflo whatever he's insane um crazy luther the guy who sells stereo products at low low (laughs) price 
what are we doing here? What are we I doing? Don't I don't know. But why in the world would Eric and Jack want to shut down a party, especially I the know. biggest party of the century? They would want to be invited to the biggest party of the century. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. So they call the cops. And uh, the cops come and try to break down the party. And basically, they don't arrest them because the party didn't actually happen. Now, they could have probably gotten them on breaking and entering. Yeah, but, but like, it's like, oh, but they didn't actually throw the party, so we can't arrest them because they just thought about doing it. But it's not like they threw a million other ones either. Like, they threw a bunch of other parties. Like, what? I don't know. So they let them go. And then um, Crazy Luther is like, I'm going to get you. You're not safe here anymore. All this jazz. Yeah. All his like gang members come in. I don't know. There's one guy who's wearing uh, (laughs) a ridiculous outfit. He's wearing light, like very light blue denim jeans with like a giant hole in the knee. He's wearing like a gray sweatshirt. And he's also wearing a very light denim vest. Yeah, <laughs> taken seriously. He definitely, he definitely doesn't fit in with the rest of his buddies. But yeah. he, he, they probably just picked him up on the side of the road. Be like, hey, do you want to be like intimidating here? Come join us. Yeah, because everyone uh, else is wearing dark colors. And he says, enjoy what's left of your life. Wait, uh, what's hold on, ways. Jessica. What? Okay, what? look at that scene and look at the back. The cop is there. As one of the, <laughs> the cop is part of the gang. <laughs> He's like, yeah, motherfuckers, guess what? I'm crooked, bitch. <laughs> it's a crooked cop just threatening these kids in the background. I just, Stuart, I just want to let you know, this didn't happen in most universities in the United States. This is abnormal. In case you weren't sure. This I mean, not- floating raves? Like, the breaking into SUs? Like, I don't... I- I don't understand the logic of anything involved in this entire scene. It doesn't make sense at all. Neither does, like, the police just holding them randomly for Jack and Eric to taunt them while they're supposedly arrested. And for Eric to go, oh, you want to chew these off? Because apparently Crazy Luther eats fingers. And then they just let him go and walk away. It's... Yeah, he, like, threatens to kill two people and they're just like, eh, seems harmless enough. Let's let him go. Probably because it's like campus security and they've got no authority. It's true. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Jack comes back into the, like, later in the day, comes back in the apartment. Poor Sean's just trying to make a PBJ, living his life. And Jack's like, where's Eric? He was so young and stupid. Oh. Uh, and Sean says, yeah, he's he's fine. Like, don't, don't worry about it. They're like, we have to, we have to come up with a plan. In comes Eric. Um, He's wearing a red dress. He has pantyhose on. He has red heels on. Um, and he says, here's here's what we're going to do. And Jack's like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this. And Eric's like, fine, I'm going to go shopping. And I love how he like, he turns to Sean. He's like, how do I look, babe? <laughs> Sean's very supportive of all of this thing. All right, let's talk about the look, right? Yeah. We got to talk about the look. Um, And I, you know, I'm not going to bash Eric because I do actually think that the face looks good, like good makeup. The hair is decent enough. Boobs and this was the look. High. This was the look, though, where he had yes. like blue eyeshadow and red lips. Like this was sure. a 90s thing. So it's not yeah. like he's out of style with the time. Yes. Okay. It's okay. a little no, heavy. No, no, no. I, I don't mind the dress either. What I mind is the boobs are too high. He's Especially for a woman of that stature 
I think the boobs should come down a couple inches. What do you think about that? Um, maybe. What do we think about like a belt cinched under the boobs? Would that help? That was my other thing. I think that Eric needs a hourglass figure. He's too straight. He is not padded at all. No. And it's absolutely throwing it off. It's like below the boobs, it's just straight down. And it doesn't mm-hmm. work. He needs accessories. I've been watching too much Drag Race. Uh, yeah. He needs like a belt. Yeah, where's the definitely. necklace? Where's also, the bracelets? What is with the cut at the bottom of the dress? Just flat. Like no, there's there's no texture to it. Yeah. Uninspired, yeah. Eric. This is um. This is what 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 do they call like out of the bag fashion or like this is like an H and M look off the rack. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not like like you say. He's not padded enough. Um, and he, he says, uh, he says, my name is Olga Svetlana. I am shot put champion. I don't shave my armpits. <laughs> he, goes, he goes full in. Um, I mean, at least it's an excuse, right? He doesn't shave his armpits. Like he's giving an excuse for why he'd have hairy armpits, which I liked. But um, also wearing long sleeves. So I don't feel like this is information we have to indulge. That's fair. And so Sean says you need, and I love how Sean is the one giving like advice because he's done the drag before. Yes. I feel like this moment, Stuart, if anybody has seen Drag Race, the moment where they're like, where they make over like their friends and family, that feels like this episode where then the family member looks in the mirror and they just start like feeling themselves. Like that is what it feels like. There's a scene that this reminded me of absolutely from Drag Race. I think it's like season 10 where a drag queen called Ms. Cracker, um, uh, like sort of they all um, put in drag for the first time some social media stars. And this guy called Chester C, who gets into drag for the first time in his life, ordinarily has a beard, shaved it off, and then looks at himself and just sees what he says. It's just, I am beautiful. And then just starts <laughs> making love to himself in the mirror. Just cannot <laughs> stop posing. Yeah. And just absolutely feeling himself. And so... Eric, as he approaches, as he says, I need to discover my chickness, does the exact same. And he absolutely feels himself when he sees mm-hmm. his personification of femininity, Chantelle Dubois. It's so good. It's so good. And we see like Sean smiling behind. He's like, I'm a little fresh girl and I am very shy. <laughs> very shy. And I do love Sean is like feels like Sean is like so proud of him. Yeah. Sean is like his drag mother in this moment. <laughs> Truly. I do love the faces that Sean was making in the background. And then he comes around and tries to fix the hem on the skirt. We were giving some critiques <laughs> on that earlier. Mm-hmm. He's there um, with his little pincushion on the wrist. Like yes, he's a professional. It's so good. It's so good. He's fixing it. And uh, and so, yeah, he's like, okay, Jack, now you. We have midterms. And Jack's like, no, I'm staying a man. And I'm facing him like a man. And that's why I'm like, you know what, Jack? You need to calm down on your misogyny nonsense. Calm your ass down. Get into drag with Eric and have some fucking fun. All right? Fucking wet blanket. I can't. I can't. Jack I mean, sucks. He, he is a wet blanket. Um. Meanwhile, Porch Panga um, walks into their uh, is- stinkhole. My favorite song. My favorite color is yellow. I'm such a happy fellow. It makes me jiggle like jello. And then, <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> Who's the most beautiful, wonderful husband there is? And Topanga looks, again, they've known each other forever. How the fuck does he not realize Topanga hates this? Mm-hmm. He even painted, like, normally you just paint the walls. He painted the cabinets. He painted the fucking refrigerator. How? 
How? Why? The door. Everything is yellow. Everything. <sighs> He's given it what we call here in the UK, uh, like the landlord's gloss. He's taken out some thick white gloss paint and yes. he's just gone over the everything, light switches and everything. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it really is just god awful. And Topanga comes in um, and is literally terrified. Um, apparently, the it was only three ninety nine a gallon. This paint, so what a steal! That's a really good deal, honestly. But he says same as the city pays. Like he's very excited, and you know what? I'm proud of Corey for like working with a budget. Like it makes me very happy to see him doing that. But like, bro, like you could pay the extra dollar for like just white. You know, like we don't we don't need this hideous like. It literally looks like um, a freaking bucket of Golden's mustard. It's the gallon too much. says industrial street paint. It's terrible. I mean, do they not paint the streets with white paint as well for like arrows and other things? Like, you why think. the yellow? Why? It's so because bright. Because his favorite color is yellow and it makes him happy oh, as does. a fellow. It's so awful. And I, I do love he's like, jello. I do love how he's Hello. like, I have so many ideas. And Topanga's is like, let's talk about them. And he's like, I want to surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to surprise you every day for the rest of our lives. At this point, well, the thing is, like, at this point, he clearly knows that Topanga hates it. And I think at this point, he's just trolling her yeah. a little bit. Probably, especially when he's when he like hands her the roller and he like leaves and she's like, Where are you going? And he goes, Cork World. Like <laughs> the fact that there is such a thing as fucking Cork World, I want to know what drugs the writer's room were on during this episode and i would like some please i love cork, cork world. world i love cork world like i guess like you would like right because there is um the container store which sounds a little odd if you're like 20 years ago but like cork world how many cork things do you actually need where you're going to everything. cork world everything it has everything a coffee table coasters why do cups? you need to pin things to your coffee table Oh, so you want to hear something not really interesting? Um, in school, we <laughs> we had why do I? We had this project where we had to take we had to go to IKEA and get the same model chair, and then everybody had to like decorate it the the way that they wanted to. And I actually like pasted cork on my chair and then i had everybody well i made like i asked i had like a bucket and i had people put like secrets in there like post secrets and then i pinned the secrets on the chair all their secrets so people (laughs) you know what this is very of character of me yeah like this Mm. is like mean girls (laughs) no 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 they knew what it was tell me your deepest darkest secret i'll keep it forever boom on the chair for everyone (laughs) remember like that book post secrets the book what post secrets no well Oh, Stuart looks like he knows. You've missed part of the internet. Like it used to be like yeah. um an old live journal blog, I think, way back in the day. And people used to send in like these secrets, secrets. and yeah. it'd always be like formatted so over an image and be like, oh, I oh on okay. my husband. And like Yeah, exactly. I get it. I get it. Okay. It was www.postsecret.com. It's like still... a Tumblr type of thing, but like I mean very much so. Got yeah. it. Okay. So but yeah, so I made a cork chair and I had it for a while, but not anymore. Everyone's secrets on it with everybody's secrets on i don't know wow. where the chair went but i don't know where the secrets went um like the chair is so big it's full of secrets <laughs> it's full of secrets yeah this is a really shitty project i'm surprised i got a good grade on that one um <laughs> it's like imaginative 
Sure. All um, right. In comes uh, Chantal, Chantal. Um, who's Eric, who's French. Uh, bonjour. Um, and she is wearing a mini leather skirt with like this pink um, top and pink sweater over the top. She has this like red bag. Uh, and she's, you see Lala? You see how simple it is? Uh, Lala. And apparently Lala is fucking Jack's name. And Lala comes in. She has like these, she's going for like a punkier look. Cause she has some like leather boots, almost knee high with some black pantyhose, a black mini skirt, a cheetah print, uh, button down. Uh, and this really, really like Stuart, this wig. This wig is terrible. <laughs> this is a flat ass wig. What is happening? Give it some fucking body. No volume whatsoever. Ugh. And I mean, it kind of lends itself quite well to the kind of real basic 90s look that Jack is really going for there. Even with the like the little neck choker thing that you haven't seen in like decades. Yeah. Yeah. Jack about those eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, what i want to talk about terrible they're fucking horrifying awful it is like the pencilest thinnest fucking eyebrows i've ever seen ever. in my life they were i don't awful. understand why luther comes over here and is immediately attracted to lala he's just like okay. I, mu I must have you is this like the meanest thing to say it's really not like woman forward but she's kind of a butterface <laughs> True. <laughs> I just think like of of the two, I feel like Eric looks more like he has better drag, I think, than Jack does. I don't know. Eric's like, head on Jack's body. <laughs> and then we have one hot girl. At least Eric's eyebrows look normal. <laughs> we don't even see the eyebrows because she has bangs. <laughs> or it's like oh, that. <laughs> I think the difference is though is like Eric is this fully Confident. kind of realized character. Yes. It's believable and Jack is just so not into Jack into is just it. putting on this like high pitched voice, which is mm. awful. It's Very terrible. Screechy. It's offensive a as offensive. a woman to hear it. Uh and Wait. I love I love Luffer coming over like, how you doing? And uh and Eric and Jack just goes, How you doing? Like yeah. this voice. She's like, this is my friend Lala. She's too shy. <laughs> and fucking Feeny sees them. This is the best read that I've ever heard of in my life. The double because D's. One. goes, yes. Feeny goes, oh, double D's? Just like your grades. Feeny's a savage. I mean, like, he's pretty. You look like a bison. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's got no chill. The library is open, bitch. <laughs> We're reading everybody today. I just, I would have loved for Feeny to take one more second and just do kind of like the head to toe look. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I feel like that would have been like capped it off. But yeah, he put on those fucking glasses and he he read them for fucking filth. It was wonderful. And I love how much it upsets Eric. He's so upset. I don't know how much of this I can take. <laughs> He's very upset. He's so upset. He doesn't want to be called a bison. He wants to be a pretty girl. Yeah, excuse me. I must have uh, I must have been the bad crip. 
Oh, because he burped in, in burped Luther's, in Luther's face. face. <laughs> it turns and it just burps like right in front of it. It's so gross. Oh, it's so... <laughs> I know it's not a good episode, but it's so Maybe it is a good episode because it's stupid funny. <laughs> Jessica, so you're laughing so hard. I think you like it. I just... Eric, it's only Eric that kills me. It's Eric as Chantal that I literally can watch so many Because you love the French accent. I do. into the character eric is like yeah he loves it you know wilfred l plays D and and i feel like this is just like this oh. is the beginning of it you know okay. what i mean like you this can is see perfect it. okay so because i wanted to talk to you both about this so um wilfred l was on this little show called critical role i don't know if you've heard of it <laughs> stewart mm-hmm. um but it's like a dvd and thing blah blah blah, blah. and i just got to the episode where <gasps> Wilfred L is there. Yes! I'm so happy you got what, there. What do I need to know? Like, what do I need to know? Wilfred L's a guest star He's a and legend. I guess a little bit of episodes. Um, and should I be excited? Yes. Do I will I like his character? That's a maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a real thing of like Cash is like has a real kind of like Marmite reaction with some people. Like people I think love him for turning up because it's Wilfred Elton, and so you get like kind of more of uh, him and, and he also gets, he gets into it too. Yeah, so, like that's great. But like he he throws back and is like he doesn't kind of come along and like wants to be friends with everyone. He comes in and he's he's not um, averse to being hostile openly to other characters, and yeah. I was like loved it. But yeah. You've got yeah, all he got really into D and D, and it's really fun to watch him like fall in love with the game. And I think watching him as Eric on Boy Meets World, you, you instantly could be like, "That guy would love D and D because yeah. he loves the voices and the caricatures and like the over exaggerated. Everything is hyperbolic with him." And so, like, this is just reminds me of him in D and D because you could see him playing this character in D and D, you know, very, yeah. very easily. Yeah. Now I want to steal that character. You should. Do it. Chantel, please. Chantel is going to turn up in my next Chantel. one shot. That's the crepe. <laughs> so good. Um, um, Luther yeah. brings over a calla lily to Lala and so asks if uh, they have a boyfriend. And she says, what? Positively like, not. Positively not. Would you like a boyfriend? Positively not. Yeah. I'll take you to places you've never been before. And it's like, he's like, oh, I'll bet you've never been there before either. <laughs> it's like, and Corey marches in with like, I mean, he has a coffee table, some like cups, a birdhouse, a, birdhouse, a tissue box. Oh, is that what that is? I think so. There's... The coasters. I love Cork World and Pin Universe or whatever it is. Sounds great. <laughs> Thumbtack City. Thumbtack City. <laughs> I like. I, I'm just. I'm just aghast at the idea that Corkworld doesn't have enough custom and is going out of business. Like, I'm really surprised by this. <laughs> we. What can we do to get Corkworld to stay in business? Do we need to um, sign? Get a petition signed? Like, what can we do to save Corkworld? 
I guess no, nothing. Because <laughs> nothing I can see. It. This is twenty years ago, and nobody had once cork furniture. It's and like Cork's just wandering around with these things. He doesn't even have a bag. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a bag. Well, he left a cup there. How he dare le- he? He left the cup, and I yeah. love Topanga as he's leaving, just being like, "You love him." Just remember you love him. <laughs> She's done. She's done. Do not forget you love him. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Eric as Chantal, at least he thinks you're attractive. <laughs> and like Topanga doesn't even notice it's him. I don't understand how Topanga doesn't recognize him. Her reaction when she sees him, though, is just the worst. Like she, she literally dives back. Yeah, uh, and I, love, I, I just don't think that the way a person looks should make them the object of ridicule. <laughs> like, he's so upset. Uh, and then we have, like, poor Jack trying to deal with Luther, uh, where he wants to go somewhere private. He's taking her to dinner. And Lala's like, he thinks I'm attractive and he wants to take me out. Uh, Chantal says, oh, sure, rub it in. And who's going to take me out? The zookeeper. <laughs> Eric is having a crisis. <laughs> he just wants to be the pretty girl that gets taken out. I mean, I can understand. I mean, the thing is, is I feel like this is a culmination of like, Eric used to be the heartthrob and then he yeah. met Jack and now Jack is the heartthrob. And I feel like Eric was like, this is my moment to shine. Chantal will be the beauty of the bell of the ball. And he's stuck as a bridesmaid yet again. Oh my God, so method. <laughs> The thought. It's, it's absolutely perfect and then of course here comes Corey. you have to see the apartment and she's like i don't need to see it he's like you do you have to see it i had an idea it's my best idea yet uh oh my god he's like i have to go finish it up and like i again um i do think we've had a little bit of a turnaround on Corey since the back half of last episode i love seeing Corey like back to his like happy-go-lucky like yeah. he's always excited and i love that yeah it's really, it's really fun to see him like rejuvenated, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's so much better. This is so much better, and obviously he's actually very excited because what he's actually done now he's proud of. He just wants Topanga to get back to the house as soon as possible and see. Um, he he runs off. Topanga is reading, and then everybody's favorite. Um, What's her face? Chantal. Chantal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. I keep thinking Bridget, which is the other girl. But Chantal comes around and is whining and crying about being an ugly ox. A shy little ugly fridge girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she's like, you're so lucky that you have Corky. Um, Topanga says, our house is Corky and yellow. (laughs) Uh, and she's like, I don't have the heart to tell him. And Chantal's like, oh, but you should. He would not want to do anything that would make you unhappy. Uh, and this is her uh, brother-in-law, and she doesn't recognize him. <laughs> it's This is very much like Mrs. Doubtfire, like, unbelievability. Or even like Superman, like, you put on the glasses, you can't tell it's him. It's ridiculous. I mean... Mrs. Doubtfire, there was prosthesis. Like, there, there was, was there like was. a full on yeah. mask. There Superman, was. I, I, I can't excuse that. That's just horrendous. But, yeah. like, this this is an illusion, Sarah. Like, oh. Don't doubt that he has transformed. <laughs> like, <laughs> sitting, sitting yes. before Topanga is not Eric. 
Chantal is that. That's true because <laughs> the body language is different and the voice is different. Eric is embodying Chantal. And I'm sure if it's out of context, it's a little bit hard to pick up on. Yeah. I mean, I think we can just say maybe Topanga's a little preoccupied, right? Like her with the her, cork. Yeah, with the yeah. cork. And but Chantal does give decent advice. She's like, you should tell him. What would really excite him is to do something that would make you happy. You love each other. Everything's going to work out okay. She's like, oh, thank you for caring. And they shake hands. And Topanga just goes, ow. <laughs> Strong handshake. And she says that Chantal has a beautiful spirit. And then she goes, did you did you just say I was beautiful? <laughs> and I just, I love it. It's so cute. Like, I don't know. And Topanga's just like awkwardly smiling. Like, yeah, I did. Uh, and I meant it. You are beautiful. And he's like, I am. And she like, <laughs> she's like starting to cry. Uh, because like, maybe we could be friends. And she's like, oh, we would be such great friends. Um, it's, and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And she like smacks her. <laughs> uh, she's like, I have to go back to France or killed by crazy Luther. <laughs> The, 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 the stereo guy? Stereo guy? <laughs> no, the one that eats fingers. Topanga <laughs> oh oh. is just so like, ooh. Poor Topanga's dealing with so many issues. <laughs> yeah. Chantal's like, thank you so much for calling me beautiful. And she's like crying as she's hugging Topanga's head. <laughs> it's so funny. And then she says goodbye. And she bends over to my god, the exit is just incredible. Au revoir, Chantel. And then she's like, I don't know what that means, but goodbye. You see her underwear when she bends over to pick up and stand up. Daniel Fisher is desperately trying not to corpse as like the audience is howling at this. Like, absolutely, that's got to have been improved. So stupid. I love it. See, the thing is, is, like, the drag doesn't completely work for me because it works for me with Eric, but, like, the Jack stuff, I don't care. Like, it's not yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, It's more just, like, I think it's the confidence thing, right? Where, like, Jack is not embodying this Lala character. Like, who even is Lala, you know? We don't know. No, we don't. Is she French I... as well? Probably not. No. Apparently her backstory was that she was a trollop. <laughs> that was the one that was bestowed upon her by Eric. I was just like, that's a bit much. Yeah, we need and we need Jack to come up with like a Lala backstory type of thing. So they come back from their date, Luther and Lala, and they're chatting. And I guess basically, um, Luther is trying to get I don't know a kiss out of Lala, and he's like, "Don't embarrass me in front of my buddies." And she's like, "Oh, so your whole thing is like you don't want to be embarrassed in front of your buddies." So then Jack thinks of embarrassing him by taking a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it really doesn't even uh, it really doesn't even take that much. Uh, she calls in Chantal um, and uh, they're going to kiss. And she's like, oh, I love taking pictures. Um, and so Chantal is just like, oh, take here. Take our picture. And so as this is happening, uh luther closes his eyes puckers his lips and jack takes off his wig and uh reveals it's jack let's discuss like, your flexing as he does as well <laughs> like just to yeah. hyper accentuate i'm a man yeah and then there's eric who also takes off his wig uh and yeah they threaten him 
the the you know what the camera is gonna or we're gonna use this photo it's blackmail baby the ending of this could have been better it was fine it really fizzled out Mm -hmm. uh i just i do love um eric saying i'm beautiful on the inside and on the inside you're a pig um it's just so it's so good i mean i kind of like the uh Eric taking the wig off and just in a hello <laughs> just like that yeah and like, the dance really he does at me. the end is is very fun yeah. as well he's doing like a little bit of a booty bump Eric puts the wig back on yeah he's feel again mm-hmm. he's feeling himself yeah he loves being Chantal loves it loves it yeah he literally and... says I've never felt so alive in my life <laughs> <laughs> come on come on um so Topanga is prepping herself uh, she's saying to herself outside of the apartment, I want you to know I love you. No matter what you did to the apartment, it's fine with me. Uh, and as she enters the apartment, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. How did he afford all this? We don't need to know, but it's lovely. And I don't know how they reversed all the yellow because there is some natural wood in there. They would have and- had to paint like 17 times. <laughs> and they put the installed lights in, puck lights in the nook. In the built-in bookcase. They did. I was very impressed by all of this. I'm not going to lie. And there is still some yellow. So Yeah, the couch is yellow. The drapes are yellow. The bookshelf is yellow. There's like, yeah, exactly. So Corey can still be as happy as a fellow with his yellow home. And this is lovely. They really made something of this. And he says, you know, I've known you all my life. Like, I knew you weren't happy. I wish you just told me that you hated it. Um, So nonetheless, I changed it. I just, how, Stuart, how did he afford all of this? Why do you have to question it? I just, I, <laughs> because I this is, the, the, if, right? It's like, it should have been a buildup again. Like, this is so unrealistic. You can't go from like super shitty apartment to completely furnished, decorated apartment. You know how many years it takes for people to finish putting shit on their walls? Come on. I have in my notes for this, just all caps, thousands of dollars. Because, like, you're looking at, like, he's got it refurnished, redecorated, pointlessly decorated, and then redecorated over that, no less. Mm-hmm. Alongside just, like, I just don't know where all the money or time has come. But, I mean, that's TV for you. Yeah, well, once again, what do you want? Them to go to Home Goods, look through each and every idol you know go to the flea markets bargain i don't need like, any of that i don't need any this. of that i just think it could have been like bare bones the, renovation does need episode, to be they get one furnished. more piece of like one yeah, more why not? Vase? why not whatever there were lights in the nook sarah yeah there were i want to know how he got the electrician in there <laughs> yeah the lights in there. oh he that... just did it himself he you know what he opened the wall up touched it once boom ding done <laughs> No tools. Um, Bad. No tools. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's his specialty. He's a handyman that only uses his hands. Yeah. He's literally the hand man. man. How yeah. do you feel about the bureau for the bed? Hey. <laughs> I know one person that's had it. I'm sorry. You know somebody who had a mirror over their bed? Oh, I have to spell out my fucking jokes for you. Malin Ward. Oh. Well, Stuart didn't get the joke either. But um, t- <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a choice. To paint this is it. where I think Boy Meets World and like sort of Corey's uh, excitement over their kind of 
post-marital uh, kind of endeavors gets a bit weird for me because I'm just like, no, this is this Corey and Topanga, and like, no, they can't do that. They're like, no. But then... Why don't go back to playing Swamp Thing? <laughs> exactly. You know? well, things. Swamp Thing does things, yeah. With a mirror over the bed so we can watch. <laughs> Corey's a fiend. <laughs> um, he really is. Uh, last scene is uh, in the student union. We have Sean uh, and Eric and Jack are all uh, dressed normally. They're playing some pool, um, and uh, they're they're I don't even know. We, like Jack is trying to talk like he's like from Brooklyn. He's all feeling like all masculine. This is how a man talks. This is how a man dresses. Me. I, yeah, I he's like that. I'm a man, all right. And it's just like a real man, Robert De Niro. Like, what the hell? Why are you talking like that? <laughs> And like he starts like intimidating people. He's like, "You want a piece of me? Get out of my eyesight!" Uh, and in comes uh, in comes Eric, and he's dressed as Chantal. Hello, <laughs> I love it. I love this too. He's really feeling himself. I like this outfit actually. It's like a nice maroon dress. He has, he, although I don't know, Sarah. He kind of looks mm -hmm. like a mother of the bride a little bit. Yes, yeah. The all of the clothes are a little matronly. I agree with you. He dresses uh, old, like they say. How yeah. some people who dress drag, they like it ages them. I yeah. think it ages Eric a little bit. I th I think so too. Yeah. Uh, he says, "I've just discovered how beautiful I was, so I've decided to stay like this forever." Uh, and then he sees a girl, and he goes, "He's like, oh, I'm gonna get in touch with her feminine side." <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Hello. Come on, everyone experiments in college. Yeah, um, I, I did. I did love Eric again. This episode didn't do a ton for me. I just think like the I love Eric dressing in drag. I think that is like a highlight for me. Yeah. It's very fun. I think in the writers room, they certainly would like sat around and they were like, okay, uh, Eric does drag. And then it's, that's been the idea. And then they came to write it and went, oh, God, we've actually got to write an episode around this now. And then they just yeah. pulled this yeah thing absolutely. together. I think what I, I kind of took from it, though, is the fact that like Eric in the entire time that we've seen like sort of all these characters in drag over the seasons eric has six different outfits that he can pull to but apparently because we saw three in today's episode yeah he's done drag twice in two episodes before once with two dresses so like i mean eric's got a wardrobe tons of outfits a whole yeah. closet of this it's very impressive yeah he likes to get in touch with his feminine side yeah for it. good for eric like to see it yeah. And I do like the the renovation. I do love like Corey trolling Topanga. Yeah. I think that's very fun. So overall, I do really enjoy these episodes. I think this past like the honeymooners, honeymoon is over, picket pencils, and what a drag have all been like really fun and a nice little mini arc for the yeah. show. Um, I agree. A highlight, truly, I think, because we really struggled a little bit with season six. So I think like we're I, we kind of thought like the final season is gonna be like a little bit of a shit show. Um, but I no, really we're, liked these last. We're classes. on the up and up. We are. Yeah. Wonderful. Next week, uh, we only have one episode, right? We're just doing Family Ties. Trees. Oh, okay. Family, family Trees. Tree. Family Ties is another show. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're actually going to just forget Spin about off. Women's World. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Family Trees with uh, my husband. Will, he's going to come back on. Perfect. Chat with us. Be Amazing. Time. Um, um, Stuart, we had, like, the most amount of fun with you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else jealous. Everyone else sucks. Oh no, yeah, I didn't Stuart. mean like that. <laughs> Goodness gracious! You heard it here first, guys. The go. most amount of Chappelle, fun. Tommy, eat your hearts out. No, no, I did not mean it like that. Now, Stuart, tell us what you're up to. Um, not a great deal. Like, I'm, I'm not really kind of like um 
podcasts going doing anything much at the moment. I think for the most part, uh, I'm just hanging out on uh, the post show recap, uh, post show recap Discord. Yes, uh, where you probably find me in there shouting about Drag Race or D and D for the most part. Yeah, yeah, you have been a. Um, we've had a lot of fun over at the PSR Discord recently. So. Yeah. Um, and can we find you on social media anywhere or do you not want to be found? I'm on Twitter, uh, DM Stuart with three O's because I'm nice and awkward like that. Occasionally spouting off again about Drag Race or D&D on there. Um, but yeah, that's probably the best way to go and find me and what I'm up to. Amazing. Um, you, you all know what we're up to. Boy Meets World, Dawson's Creek. We are coming out with I Know What You Did Last Summer soon for some October bonus content, as well as you came out with Halloween Town High. Um, you can find us at Shit90Spot on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can see what we're up to. You can find me at Sour Ferguson. Jess, what about you? What are you up to? Um, I'm covering Reboot over on Post Show Recaps. That's finishing up. We only have one more episode left. Um, other than that, I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus from community building for the next couple of weeks. We'll be back mid-November. Um, but Sarah and I are actually going to be talking a little bit more 90s content elsewhere. Um, we're going to be joining um, Mari and Sarah to talk about the Barney documentary. I love you. You hate me. Um, I'm really excited. I watched part one earlier and it's absolutely ridiculous. Good times talking about Barney. I used to be obsessed with Barney as a young kid. So I'm yeah. really, really excited. We will plug that, of course, on all our Very social media when it happens. Pro Barney back in the day as well, which is, mm -hmm. you know, I don't really like dinosaurs famously but yeah it's very upsetting you don't like dinosaurs i really liked barney back Monster. in the day um yeah so we'll be on that we'll plug it and everything you could find me at the dress sterling on twitter um and i think that's it i'm i'm gonna be a little bit i don't have as much going on lately this next like month or so yeah, just nice. pay more attention to me that's my job truly <laughs> it's a full-time job in and of itself great um this has been wonderful Stuart. thank you so much for coming on honestly i feel like these were these two episodes were perfect for you Stuart. they really they really did fit the bill i think we this is perfect yeah they they jumped out and i was like yeah i have to at least talk about the uh drag one at the very least <laughs> yeah. um thank you all for listening we'll be back next week with season seven episode 12 family trees talk to you all then have a good one Just bye Hit 90 shows taught me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.